Soccer 101. My name is Daryl Grove, and sitting across the table from me, ready to trick me into falling over, it's Taylor Rockwell. Hello. Hello. That's the goal. Even while you're seated, it's still the goal. Because we are here to talk about penankas. Mm-hmm. Taylor, if someone has clicked on this episode and didn't know what a penanka is, mm-hmm. but we're just curious, what is a penanka? The quick summary would be that it's a penalty taken uh, when the taker basically floats the ball down the middle of the goal, gets a little bit of height to it, yeah. but it basically sends the goalkeeper sprawling in the wrong direction, and the ball just kind of insultingly floats into the back of the net. You just floated instead mm-hmm. of chipped. Why yeah. floats instead of chips? Because I think that's the like the difference for me, because sometimes a chip can be like a low chip, and that's very different. Okay. You want that ball up in the air and floating through so the it's, air. It's got to float. Yes. We'll, we'll get to bad penankers later. Mm-hmm. Um, why are we talking about this? Is it, I, I would argue it's because because um, it's a quite a commonly used term that maybe is not often explained. Everyone's yes. just like, oh, that was a Penenka penalty. Mm-hmm. And, and I could see people being like, a what, what, what? <laughs> a what, what, what? <laughs> and that's what Sucker 101 is here to answer. It certainly yeah. is. And I want to say... I think it's not just that like it was the first time this was attempted because I have to believe that there were other like chipped penalties prior to this in 19 prior to the first one in 1976. Yeah. I think it's that when you see like we were watching some examples of bad penenkas. There's one uh, where a Scottish player hits it over and the announcer's like, "Oh, not not at this time, not in this situation." This isn't like, the place to try it. Not in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Exactly. Cummings as opposed to the 1976 European Championship final, the final penalty in a penalty yep. shootout. That's the time to try it. So yes, we are first then. We're going to talk mm-hmm. later about like how to take a yep. penenka. So basically, so you can see someone do it and understand the mechanics. And also, if you're very brave, so you can maybe try it yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we again, some pointers. Be careful in the, uh, with the situation. Yes. Um, but first, yeah, the obvious question is, why is it called a penenka? Mm. And the answer is... Antonin Panenka, yep. 1976. Take us back there, Taylor. Tell right. us the situation. I'm going to take you back even before the 1976 European of Championship. Of course you are. Because I knew you'd send me the wrong way. I will. <laughs> See? Uh, because Antonin Panenka is the first one to that we know of, at least, to do yeah. it in a competitive match. Certainly in 1976 at that level. That's why he gets the, his name on it, right? But it starts with a 1974 uh, Czechoslovakian, worth remembering, still mm. Czechoslovakia, uh, league game uh, in which Panenka missed two of three penalties. He basically gets one, gets to retake it, misses both. Both of those ends up making the one later on. Can I ask, are these like he just took them regular style? He did. Yeah. Yes. And so it's uh, for Bohemians versus Pilsen. He misses yep. two. Um, and so he basically is frustrated that he's missed penalties. He doesn't like his inconsistency. He is a very attacking player. He is not a very defensive player. Yeah. So I think he feels like when he's in these positions, <laughs> he should be scoring. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I watched some footage of uh-huh. him. There's not much footage of him actually playing. There's a lot of footage of his famous penalty, right? I watched him in 1985 playing for Rapid Vienna. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is very much a. He's, a, he's not in great shape. No. He's very much a creative player who's not about defensive work. He's all about clever moves and sort of uh, uh, tricking the opposition in terms of like, yeah. clever passes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So really, I was really excited by that to see that it makes sense that this is the guy that did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's worth noting, it's a fairly high-risk maneuver is yeah. the Paneka penalty. 
He's a bit of a gambler. That's where this comes from uh, because he would stay after training. There's a great article. Uh, we can link to it maybe in the show notes because I don't have it in front of me, but that's where a lot of my research came from. Uh, but basically this article was talking about how after training, after he missed uh, two of those three penalties, um, uh, Panenka stays late to train with Bohemians. That's the club they were playing for in yep. Czechoslovakia. Goalkeeper uh, Zdenek Hruska, I think is how you maybe say that one. And basically they would stay after and do uh, wagers on penalties. I see. Uh, they would bet, I think it was alcohol, chocolate, or money. Because again... <laughs> I know it sounds like kind of like a weird thing until you remember, again, Czechoslovakia behind yeah. the Iron Curtain, mm-hmm. so you don't have a lot of freedom of movement. That's why they had to stay in Czechoslovakia until yeah. a certain age. If they'd done enough for the country, then they could go play abroad. Yeah, he went and played for Vienna yeah. in Austria after he was 30, mm-hmm. right? You told me. Yeah. But, yeah, but basically, Hruska was a very good goalkeeper who was very good at saving penalties, so Panenka tried some different things. He ends up settling on the Panenka. So this was like his workshop. It was, right? basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he, I think he said that when he does it in the 1970s, final, it's the 10th time he had done it in, in a competitive game. I see, I see. Um, yes, but the key thing here, again, going back... The, the, the Czechoslovakian league wasn't uh, widely broadcast at the time. It was not broadcast. <laughs> That's exactly the point. Because of communism, it's really difficult for anybody who isn't Czechoslovakian or Czech or Slovak yeah. to know that this had happened, to know that this is a thing he did. Yeah, yeah. So it's to his advantage, right? It, it's a it, surprise to everybody, including the Germans. It is, yes. And so when he basically... He, there was discussion, I think, prior to this game about what happens if it goes to a penalty shootout. Uh, his roommate for the Czechoslovakian national team was basically, I think it may have been Hruska, the goalkeeper from the Bohemians days, said, like, please don't do this. I won't let you back in the room if you do this. <laughs> it's way too risky. Uh-huh. But sure enough, we go to a penalty Hruska shootout. Hruska about the Scottish Cup semifinal in the future. He did, of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and we go to penalties. But it's worth noting here that, like, like, this was, it's not just like, oh, he does it in the very dramatic moment. It's also, this is a West Germany team that had come back from two goals down. They win the semifinal 4-2. They make it to this game. They're down 2-0. I think they pull one back. Then they pull an equalizer in like the 89th minute. The like, yeah. game was over. And so in those moments, it's easy for like teams to kind of let it slip away to yep. realize like, oh, we thought we had it. Now we don't. And I want to just set the big, big mm-hmm. picture here. It's the European Championship yeah. final. It's the Euros. Mm-hmm. It's the final. 1976. Germany are World Cup champions from 1974. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the fearsome German team. Sepp Meyer, the famous Sepp Meyer, um, is in goal. So the, the, the odds that Penenka is up mm-hmm. against here makes this all the more remarkable. Yes, it yeah. does, uh, but all the more enjoyable because <laughs> up, steps, up steps Antonin Penenka, final penalty of the penalty shootout. Oh, yeah, sorry, we should set the table. It is, it's what, 4-3 mm-hmm. because everyone scored their penalties until Uli Hunes, mm-hmm. who is now like one of the, the yep. big bigs at, at Bayern Munich. Well, let us not forever get that because uh, now whenever he says terrible things, we yeah. can just remember, ha-ha. You ha-ha. missed that penalty. Yes. Yeah, he puts his over the bar. So what, it's 4-3, with one penalty still each to take, which means if Panenka scores this, mm-hmm. Czechoslovakia are European champions. Yes. Yeah. And this is where we get the beauty of the Panenka chip. Yes. Because basically, uh, he does end up doing the kind of like laces chip. There's a little bit of a follow through. The ball floats in the air, goes in the back of the net. Zetmeyer sent the wrong way. But there's some key components here that kind of inform what is, and then later on, what is not a Panenka. Okay. And it starts with the fact that Panenka begins his run-up from outside the 18. He starts it from outside the D of the 18. Like yeah. He's outside of that little circle. Um, and the idea there is, number one, because part of it is that you disguise that run up when you when you approach the ball you don't want to telegraph that you're about to chip it it's really easy to tell if a player is just going to put a little bit of power and yeah. kind of chip it behind it and if it's given away too early 
the goalkeeper can just stand there and catch the ball. So the key is you've got to fake like you're going to yep. smash it, and so the keeper thinks, I'm going to have to dive if I have any hope of getting there in time. Yes. Right? So you fake the run-up like you're going to hit it hard. And I believe in that, in that same article I was referencing earlier, Penenka talks about the other reason why he started from so far away is because it gave him time to look and see what the goalkeeper was doing. Because if the goalkeeper just was like rooted to his spot then maybe he would have tried to change it up at the last second. But because I guess I guess Meyer gave some indications that he was going to dive one way or the yeah. other. Is he a bit twitchy maybe? Yeah, uh, Panenka <laughs> commits to it. So the first thing here is the aggressive run-up, yep. and you try to make it seem like you're telegraphing, I'm going to hit this ball as hard yeah. as I can, so you're going to have to dive to make a play yeah. on it. We're kind of doing the how-to here, but like with mm-hmm. the with the originator yes. showing us how to do mm-hmm. it, which is great. Okay, so you're on the run-up. Yep. You're running up fast. You, you get to the ball. Mm-hmm. What did you do then? Not much. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you go, you kind of like just go with a little bit of a chip. Like you, as I said, you try to have as little follow through as possible. But that's you, the key, right? Yeah, yeah. But you put that backspin on it. You get that elevation on it. And the ball eventually goes into the net. Um, and if you, I guess we could talk more about like the particulars of the Panenka. But this is where it's born. Basically, ball goes in. Czechoslovakia win the Euros, win the 1976 European Championships on this chipped penalty. Yeah. But as we said, because uh, Czechoslovakia behind the iron curtain not really that well televised nobody had seen it before now the world has seen this panenka yeah. it's and like it the turn, to spread right? it's like there. seeing the cross turn he'd done it before mm-hmm. and maybe other people had done it before but yep. when it was done at the world cup everyone's like whoa what yep. is what is this one final note i want to add just if you haven't seen this obviously we'll put the link to a youtube clip in the show notes so you can take a look mm-hmm. maya really does dive right he, he does. dives one side and panenka chips it down the middle and like even if maya tries to like reach up or stick a leg up there's no way he can get to it we're going to talk about that in a second because that's a key Ooh. aspect of of why i th- why why I say like lofted through the air uh, as opposed to floated, just chipped. I floated, yes, is exactly. The word that you exactly. Use. Lofted, floated, whatever you want. All right, so we'll get to the how to, mm-hmm. and then maybe some of our favorite uh, historical Penenkas, and um, in my case, uh, less favorite, both of which involve <laughs> England. Um, but first, today's Sucker 101 is sponsored by Postmates. That's right, Postmates, when you need red wine at 4 p.m. That's early, questions. right? Yeah. That's pretty early. Sushi at 9 p.m. Acceptable. All right. Is it? I feel like if, if sushi's made, hopefully that's why you want uh, Postmates sushi, because the implication would be that it's been made like very, like uh, like not a lot of time bef- has passed between the order and when the sushi was made. Oh, yeah, if you're going to the grocery store and you're getting the sushi at like yeah, 10 yeah. p.m., you know that maybe that was no, made no. at like 8 a.m. All right. Sushi yeah. from a good restaurant at 9 p.m. Yes. I'm on board with. A breakfast burrito at 8 a.m. or that's ibuprofen at 10 a.m., uh, <laughs> then Postmates has you covered. So Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Whatever you're craving, Postmates can deliver. That's right. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States. They offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. And unlike the goalkeepers when Penenka is taking a penalty, the Postmates deliverers Mm -hmm. will not go the wrong way. (laughs) Let's hope not. (laughs) Uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. Which is nice because sometimes there are those moments where like, frequently I'll go to the store and I'll get everything I need and I'll come back and be like, oh right, that one thing I totally was going to add to my list but didn't need to because there was no way I would forget and now I forgot. That way you can just have Postmates bring it to you. You don't have to make the secondary trip to the grocery store. And you might be thinking, yeah, there's a lot of delivery services out there. Why should I use Postmates? Here's the reason. I have an idea. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Soccer 101 listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So that means all your delivery fees are covered. To start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app and use the code. This one's going to be easy to remember. Soccer. I'm familiar with that one. Soccer. That's code uh, soccer for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, 
Postmate it. Postmate it. Mm-hmm. Download Postmates and save with code SUCKER. All right. So should we... Re- <laughs> Unlike Penenka facing goalkeepers. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about maybe the technique of the Penenka and why it's so unique. Aside from just kind of the lofted chipped ball, yep. um, I wanted to talk a bit about sort of the the reason why it needs to be hit the way it is and where it is is because, uh, as you talked about with the German keeper whose name I'm now forgetting. Sepp Meyer. Thank you. Yeah. Sepp Meyer, uh, very lanky, very long. <laughs> and the key thing here is that if you just go driven ball straight down the middle, which is initially what I think Panenka was thinking about, is that goalkeepers tend to dive one way or the other. So if you hit it right down the middle, yeah. like maybe if you can disguise it, it will work. Sounds like his first draft of the Panenka. Except that with a <laughs> with a with like a tall goalkeeper who maybe dives a little bit late, the feet can still be central. Yeah. And if you hit it too, like like just a little bit outside of, of center, if the keeper still dives that way, keeper can get a foot to it and save it. If you get that little bit of loft behind it, that little bit of float through the air, by the by the time the keeper has like completed the dive, is when the ball is going where the feet would have been. Yes, but now they're not there anymore. So you've got to clear like his like foot span or his leg span exactly, <laughs> so he can't reach up and like kick it kick it out of the air. Yes, yeah. Um, I would say the other key thing about taking a panenka, we talked about you got to have the aggressive run. If mm-hmm. you've got to fake like you're really going to hit this yep. hard, essentially you fake you're hitting it hard, you actually hit it soft. Right, yes. that's the very basics of it. You've got to really fake like you're going to hit it hard, but you've got to fake until you're actually striking yes. the ball. You can't slow up maybe a step or two before because it's just a dead giveaway it's like a poker giveaway right it's your tell and the keeper's like oh he's penankering I would say like the the slowing up is a moderate tell the major tell is body shape if you're shaping the entire way like I'm going to hit this ball as hard as I can bottom left and if say you are actually doing that if you're hitting it bottom left you're going to run up hard you're going to hit that ball hard you're going to keep your body angled the same way yeah it's very clear that you're hitting that ball really really hard the bad penalties that you'll see the tendencies are, yeah, you slow up, as you said, but really you just open your whole up body up and it's clear maybe a step or two, just one second is all it takes. It's very clear, oh, this person's just going to chip this one. Yeah. The one. I think the one that stood out to me the most was uh, Francesco Totti did it in, I think, a league game. And it's just obvious from about Roma, yeah. halfway through his run-up that he does that sort of like the way you approach a ball when you're going to chip it, he is doing that. He so is not approaching it like he's going to put laces through it. So I'm not as good at paying attention mm-hmm. to this stuff uh, as you are. What's the sort of body shape in terms of which way your hips are facing mm-hmm. when you actually strike it for a panenka? So what would be the giveaway that you would give away too early? But also what's the correct like hip uh, direction for when you actually strike the panenka ball. Right. So if you want elevation behind the ball, like st- starting with the basic thing, yeah. if you're just trying to get that ball up up and high, if you're taking a big goal kick, almost always you're going to be leaning back so your hips are going to be mm. pointed up because that makes the trajectory of your swing higher up. Just a little bit, yeah. right? Not like you're limboing. Don't mm-hmm. try and bend all the way back. No, probably yeah. not. That would not be, Hermes. That would be problematic. But here, <laughs> you are not. Uh, Hermes Conrad, excellent bureaucrat, excellent limbo artist. Um, but, and I think second <laughs> only to Barbados Slim. Barbados Slim, the best <laughs> one of all time. Um, but so you need that little bit of like opening up of your hips to be able to get the chip. It's really difficult mm. to get the sort of panenka chip while still hunched over the ball. Usually when they do that, that's when you see the Gary Lineker, as you were, I think, alluded to earlier. Oh, yeah. The sort of like bouncing panenka that doesn't quite get there but stays too low. Again, if you hit it too low and don't get enough behind it, then it can be saved even if the goalkeepers like dive the wrong way but if, and they're laying on the ground. They still might be able to kind of stretch back and get a foot yeah. to it if that ball's too low. Okay. Have we described the panenka enough? Panenka 
get enough to maybe go on to talking about some of our favorites and least favorites? Sure. I yeah. think so. All right. What, what's your favorite panenka? Uh, I would add one more tiny little thing. Oh. is just that you want that backspin. That's the oh, other yes, key yes, yes, yes. thing is that you see that ball with the backspin on yes. it as it goes in. And how would one achieve that backspin? Backspin. Back, back, back by leaning me. back, chipping with the laces. There chipping you with go. the laces. And uh-huh. don't follow through. Mm-mm. Don't follow through. That's how you get the backspin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do not. <laughs> uh, I would say my favorite panenka. Uh, and really, it's actually, if you go back and watch the original one, it's almost difficult to see because it's a video from 1976 on YouTube so you're not getting the best quality I think the easiest one to see and kind of see all the mechanics of but also with the pressure and like uh, motion of the moment is Andrea Pirlo for Italy versus England in the 2012 Euros it's the quarterfinals right it's England going out on penalties Mm -hmm. once again before the glorious Gareth Southgate um, era and isn't so I haven't gone back and rewatched this because Mm -hmm. it hurts my heart too much but I know you have did you tell me earlier that this is also important because he did it at a similarly brave moment to Panenka himself, yeah. right, where Italy were losing on penalties at this point. So basically, uh, Balotelli takes the first, makes it. Steven Gerrard uh, takes the second. England's first, makes it. Go on, Mont- Montalivo steps up for Italy, misses his. Go on, Montalivo. Wayne Rooney takes his. So now, basically, with each team having taken two, uh, England going second have made both of theirs. Italy have missed one. Yeah. And, and it did feel for, for a minute there like England's game plan had worked. They had frustrated Italy. Joe Hart seemed like he was up for it. Yeah. And then up steps Andrea Pirlo. And he just turned the, the tide, I guess, right? He really did. Yeah. He kind of breaks it wide open at this point because he makes his panenka. After that, Ashley Young misses his. And then uh, I believe, excuse me, Ashley Young and then Ashley Cole both miss theirs. And England basically make their first two it really is it's make their first two Panenka miss the next two oh. uh, and it's just so it's so perfect like I have the talisman pink hat with uh, Pirlo with the wine glass and the bottle of wine and yeah. I really think this is a big part of where that like idea of Pirlo as this suave calm on the ball individual comes yeah. from or at least a key part of it it exudes calm under pressure and right? especially because if you watch it Joe Hart is so up for it and is so amped up that he really commits to that dive to his right low mm-hmm. to his right but then realizes maybe as he's taking off like oh no I've been been <laughs> and you can see him sort my of my whole career is going downhill from here yeah I mean a little bit maybe Pirlo broke him too he, he's already zillowing for Burnley uh, Holmes yeah but he can, he is, you see him watch this the whole way through, and he does that, like, tries to get a hand to it, tries to get a foot to it, and is just never going to be able to make yeah. contact. But oh, it's, it's sort of. It's desperate reaching that makes yeah. it so bad, right? It's like yeah. the brilliance of Pirlo combined with, like, the kind of complete posterization <laughs> of Joe Hart that makes this one so iconic for me. Um, another one I like is Zinedine Zidane mm-hmm. in the 2006 World Cup final. Yep. Obviously, the thing everybody remembers about that final is that. What happened? Uh, is well, Italy won and yeah. Zidane headbutt, head mm-hmm. chest butted mm-hmm. uh, Matarazzi, right? So I mean, head butted, yeah. That's what it all became famous yeah. for, right? But prior to that, um, after Flot Maluda had won a penalty, mm-hmm. uh, Zidane stepped up and he had such an amazing tournament, right? As he was, he was literally coming towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. This is the last goal he ever scored. I just remembered that. Zidane steps up and Penenka's a penalty in the World Cup final against peak Gigi Buffon. Yep. Yeah. And he, you talked about the importance of maybe getting some height on it so that the keeper can't reach up and get it. Zidane hits the bar. Mm-hmm. It comes off the underside of the bar. It's the it's the highest you can go without failing at the Penenka. And it's and it's a great like would have been a great end to his career, but instead there was the other thing. Instead the other thing. <laughs> but it's a great like reminder of if if you pull the Penenka off as Zidane did. Hits it off the underside of the bar. Genius. Oh, what a, what an incredible moment. So calm, so brave, so strong. 
an inch higher and it comes off the crossbar, what an idiot. Yeah. How could you possibly try yeah. that? There, I'm not sure there is a thing more like quick to polarize, quick to make you either yeah, yeah. hero or villain in that moment than the Panenka. Well, isn't that the glory of the Panenka is that it takes such supreme confidence yep. to do it because you risk looking like an absolute idiot yes. if you chip it over the bar. Mm-hmm. You just, you're a dummy who chipped it over the bar because you're trying to be too clever. If you chip it and the goalkeeper stands there and catches it. <laughs> Yeah. Then you look really bad. Because I think it is also uh, the type of, of sequence that if you've done it a couple times and if you have maybe a giveaway, if there's a little bit of a tell, if the goalkeeper's done their homework, if the goalkeeper coach has uh, watched enough footage, they might spot that. And, yeah, yeah. That, and that's the other reason why I think it's it's such a an iconic sort of uh, strike is because – Usually, it's being done for like the first time on that stage by that player. It's not mm-hmm. as though Zidane took a bunch of Penencas and the goalkeeper should have known it was coming, but Buffon just yeah. couldn't quite believe oh, in himself. That's what's so glorious, right? It yeah. has to have the element of a surprise, yep. um, or it's not going to work. Or it's have not going to work. Any more that you like that you want to talk about, or do you want to talk about one? Uh, Panenka misses. I mean, the one that you pointed out that I kind of completely forgot about was Josie Altador. That's yes. a pretty solid one, too. So, for people who don't remember, I'm going to guess most people don't remember this because... I completely forgot it. It was in the penultimate U.S. game of 2008 World Cup qualifying. So it's October 2017 um, at home to Panama, where we really beat Panama up, scored a bunch of goals. It all looked like we are going to the World Cup. It's a game just a few days before we go down to Trinidad and don't qualify, mm-hmm. right? But the third goal in that game, Bobby Wood gets taken down. Um, this is, to my mind, the most recent and only in memory U.S. men's national team, Panenka. Josie Altador steps, steps up against Panama, takes what I think is a really good Panenka. It, yeah. looks, it looks like he's going really hard. There's no, there's no tell that he's going to do it. And then he sort of at the last minute chips it into the roof of the net against, I believe it's Pineda at the time, the Panamanian keeper. And I like this one not just because it's a goal for the U.S. and it's Josie Altador doing a Panenka, but it, because it's a slightly different one in that he never really breaks stride. That, like, yeah, that's like, the interesting part. Yeah. Because he doesn't like – like the initial like Antonin Panenka, Panenka is a like full run up, full speed and then kind of almost like stopping – going from like 100 to zero or like 100 to like 10 basically. Yeah. Josie's is more of a like he's at 60% speed the whole way through and even after he strikes it kind of like continues his stride forward jogging to go celebrate. Yeah, and keep celebrating. And it, honestly for all the world, if you go and watch the replay of this, mm-hmm. we'll put this in the show notes as well, right? Because it's worth seeing a US version yeah. of the Panenka. For all the world, it looks like we're going to the World Cup. It really, really right? did. And it really felt like it that night. Oh, fun right. times. Okay. Fun times. Now I've made us sad. Let's talk you about have. sad Panenkas. Okay. <laughs> Players missing Panenkas. All right. Do you have a, a favorite or slash, you know, least favorite? Um, I, I do. You mentioned Totti earlier. I mean, I think that's that's my favorite in terms of, like, pulling it off. Uh, and then my other one would be Pirlo. My least, like, the one that probably, like, didn't work, I think, is the one that you showed me with Gary Lineker. So I feel oh, like you're in more of a position to talk about that one. Yeah. Okay. So Gary Lineker in 1992 was one goal behind, equaling the England goal-scoring record uh, that Bobby Charlton held. I think Bobby Charlton had 49 goals, Lineker had 48 goals. Everyone knew Lineker was coming towards the end of his England career. Yep. It's a friendly against Brazil. Oh. England win a penalty. I'm sorry, buddy. Gary Lineker steps up, um, and he tries a Penenka. <laughs> tries a Penenka. I think it's tougher. I appreciate the, like, he tried it at least. <laughs> I think it's Tafferel in goal for Brazil. And honestly, it has all the hallmarks of mm-hmm. um, the thing you talked about, where an element of surprise because... Lineker's not a player that took that Penenka penalties, right? He normally just took them um, in, a, in a more uh, traditional kind mm-hmm. of way. And I think Lineker was thinking, for my record equaling goal, I'm going to make this a bit special. So Penenka, here we come. 
And it all goes wrong. He underhits right? it, man. He, so he doesn't like, there's no tell, right? Tafarel doesn't know it's coming. Tafarel dives. Mm-hmm. Tafarel dives as if Lineker's going bottom left corner. Yep. Right? Um, he's seen into the future and thought there was a Rapino penalty coming. Exactly. Um, Lineker takes the Penenka, but for some reason doesn't float it enough, doesn't lift it enough. The ball is too low. And even though Tafarel has dived, he just sticks out a toe and blocks it with his foot. You, you know when you're like playing, this is the best example I can come up with uh, off the top of my head. You know when you play shuffleboard and you like, hurl one off the end and you're like okay I gotta not that hard like table shuffleboard so the next one you throw like halfway down because you're like okay maybe I've gone a little bit too soft I think basically that's what he does I think he thinks (laughs) I'm like maybe even to the extent that like he did it in training and did it too hard and chipped it over the bar which is always even more embarrassing no getting it caught is the most embarrassing or the one that was a chess save in one of the ones we saw that was pretty embarrassing but hitting it over is definitely embarrassing and so I think maybe Lineker Thought, oh, I'll just take it down a little bit. I'll reduce the uh, the kind of power behind it. But then, then he does it too much, and he also hits it to the side. And then that's not really – that's Mm-mm. not in the spirit of the nope. Penenka, which is the Perlo Antonin Penenka thing yeah. of supreme confidence. As soon as you start doubting yourself and trying to calibrate it and adjust it, mm-hmm. you're not Penenkering. You're doing – you're Linekering. You, you're Linekering. It's an unfortunate verb because mm. Gary Lineker was so great. Uh, and I feel like if we're talking about Linekering when it comes to a soccer oh, yeah, game, yeah, yeah. there's another thing that's <laughs> slightly more iconic. Which is kind of um, along the same topic. We sh- I, 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 I kind of, if that's kind of what my wife and I ever have kids and we get to the potty training, I'm going to train them to say, <laughs> I'm Linekering. <laughs> um, the other uh, Panenka that like comes to mind, I was trying to find it. I have now found, found who it was who missed it. It was uh, Vargas for Chile in their recent Copa America uh, semifinal uh, when Chile lose 3-0 to Peru. Um, recent, like, 2019? Yeah, like oh, the okay. one, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, it's, and it's because... These episodes are timeless. People will be listening to this in 50 years. Thank you. So I, I forgot. I forgot about that. The, <laughs> uh, the, the, the evergreen nature of what yeah. we're trying to do. Yes. Uh, and what of Vargas... Do you, like, do you want my optimistic 50 years? I, I think that's probably fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but here, Vargas, I think it's a good reminder that, like, there is such a thing as maybe doing it in the wrong moment, and it's what, Peru up 3-0, Chile get a penalty in the 95th minute, so I'm guessing VAR was involved. Yeah. And, and like in that moment, the goalkeeper has nothing at stake because, yes, a clean sheet is nice. Winning. Yeah, yeah, a clean sheet is nice, but like you, there's no real pressure there. It's not like, oh, no, if they score one, now it's equalized and things are totally different. So I think if you're the goalkeeper, maybe you just have a little bit of that pressure off, and so you don't have the emotion of, like, I better make a play, I better make a play, I'm going to dive. Like It's sort of it's like, okay, I'll just sit there and kind of see what the player's doing for a minute a bit more. So if the keeper doesn't have that pressure behind them, it allows the goalkeeper to take that extra time or maybe even just think, well, he can hit it either side, but I'm going to catch this Panenka yeah. if that comes. I'm going to Copa America final yeah. anyway. And, so... and I think that like <laughs> you, there can be those moments of like, oh, what an iconic. They broke this game wide open. They destroyed England. They won the European Championship. Yeah. But if you're down 3-0 and it's just sort of in that moment, you're like, oh, I'm going to get my Panenka penalty. I feel like the universe aligns against you and doesn't let that happen. <laughs> All right, any more Penenkas you want to talk about before mm-hmm. we wrap this up? Nope. All right, so let's float it towards the end. Let's do it. Um, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Let people know about Soccer 101. We want to be the resource for soccer information like what is a Penenka. If people want to know about Penenkas, we want this to be the place people come, stick it in their ears, find out about it. Stick it um, in your ears indeed. If you want more up-to-date, current, newsy, match analysis soccer talk, our other show 
is The Total Soccer Show. That it is. Find The Total Soccer Show in your podcast feed. That you can. Five days a week, we do US Men's National Team, US Women's National Team. That we do. Premier League, Champions League, Major League Soccer. We do all kinds of stuff on there. Um, so I will end the show by saying, Taylor Rockwell, thank you for talking Penenkas with me today. Right back at you, buddy. Listeners, thank you for listening to us talk about Penenkas, and we'll be back with another Soccer 101.